0: Welcome to another episode of Uncharted, the UN Watch podcast. My name is David Naftalin, and I'm the Morris B. Abram Fellow at UN Watch in Geneva, Switzerland. On this month's podcast episode, we are discussing UN Watch's major new report, Beyond the Textbooks. The report documents systematic incitement to anti-Semitism and terrorism by teachers and other employees working at the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees, known as UNRWA for short. UNRWA is the U.N. agency that runs schools and social services to Palestinians. To join me in discussing this new report, we have with us U.N. Watch Executive Director Hillel Neuer. Welcome, Hillel.
1: Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here, and congratulations on the new podcast. I hope this will be a good vehicle for many of our followers to keep up with our latest work. Looking forward to connecting with our audience through through yet another platform.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I guess we can start talking about the report more generally. Can you tell us about the report and its findings? And in particular, I was curious about the title of the report, Beyond the Textbook. What does that mean? And what were you trying to convey with with that title?
1: UNRWA, as you mentioned, it's an agency that serves so-called Palestinian refugees who are based in Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, Gaza, the West Bank, And I say so-called because these are not people who left British Mandatory Palestine in 1947, 48, or 49. But the large majority of them, UNRWA lists almost 6 million people. Only a handful, maybe maybe tens of thousands at most, are people who actually left that area in the 1940s. Rather, most of them are descendants. And as many people know, as a rule at the UN Refugee Agency the status of refugees is not something you inherit by virtue of birth, but that there's a, an entirely different definition in at UNRWA. For example, what does that mean? It means a bit of a tangent here, but it's important to understand. In Jordan, there are some 2 million Palestinians who are descended from Palestinians who used to live in what is today Israel or the West Bank and Gaza and who now live in Jordan. And they have jordanian citizenship the large majority of them they have jordanian passports they're jordanian citizens and yet according to UNRWA, they're still called refugees that's why i said so-called refugees and so so goes for someone who may have u.s citizenship could be a multi-millionaire there are some celebrities who are of palestinian descent and UNRWA still counts them as refugees so my family originally came from poland and made it to canada in the 1930s i am not a polish refugee my family you know got canadian citizenship So the same ought to apply for the Palestinians that I just mentioned, but UNRWA still counts them as refugees and so forth. So that's why they're so-called refugees. Now, what's in the report? Uh, The group Impact SC documented that there are curriculum problems where there's incitement in some of these textbooks that are used, whether they're Palestinian textbooks or Jordanian textbooks, what have you. And so we we know about the textbooks. That issue has been well covered. What is less well-known is what is in the title of our report beyond the textbooks meaning even if you fix the problem of the curriculum, if you have teachers who are going before the classroom, who uh, on their Facebook pages, which we document, are praising Hitler or inciting hatred or um, glorifying terrorists or promoting, propagating anti-Semitic, classical anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about Jews controlling the world or seeking to poison the world, then you haven't solved the problem. You may have, the textbook might be you know, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights for all I'm concerned. It might've been a textbook written by Eleanor Roosevelt. But if you have teachers who love Hitler, who are interpreting the textbook and who are going before students, you're gonna get poisoned minds. Um, you're gonna get brainwashed minds. Um, and so we need to know who the teachers are. And that's what, our, that's what our report does. Our report goes beyond the textbooks. It looks at the teachers. And let me just give you a few examples, David, if I may, just of a few people that we exposed. So one of them is someone named Nahid Sharawi. She's a math teacher uh, for UNRWA in Gaza. You go on her Facebook page, you see that she shared a video of Adolf Hitler, the Nazi leader, with quotes from him that she says will, quote, enrich and enlighten your thoughts and minds. She's quoting Hitler. She also posts classical antisemitism, depicting Jews as scheming thieves. She posted a story about a Jew who tried to corrupt his Muslim neighbor into mocking Muslims, Posts things about how a uh, Jew Stole a ring from a Muslim, threw it in the ocean, demanded it back from the Muslim. So all, all kinds of sort of medieval myths and conspiracies about Jews. You know, I'll give you two other examples. There's uh, a teacher, an English teacher uh, in Syria who works for UNRWA, named Esra Abdelrahim. This English teacher posted a Hamas propaganda video that incites children to deny Israel's existence. In the video, you have a journalist who interviews Palestinian children. The Hamas journalist asks the Palestinian children, what is the capital of Israel? And the children repeatedly deny Israel's existence. They say, what what Israel? There is no Israel. And to make the point, the journalist tries to bribe the children. The journalist offers a prize to the children to say that Jerusalem is Israel's capital. And yet they all refuse the temptation. So this is a video that's directed at a a child audience and aims to educate Palestinian children that Israel has no right to exist. And indeed the caption, accompanying the, the video by the UNRWA teacher, says that there is no such country as Israel. And that is the UNRWA teacher's endorsement of the view that there is no Israel. This is UNRWA, which we're told is supposed to be educating children for values. We're told that, that our countries should give millions of dollars to support UNRWA education, and this is what you're getting. I'll give one other example, a teacher of math at UNRWA in Jordan, named Said Khalaf Abu Frey, incites terrorism by glorifying uh, a terrorist who uh, attacked people in Israel, a terrorist named Omar Abu Layla. This terrorist recently murdered an Israeli soldier, stole his weapon, shot to death. Another person, a 47-year-old Israeli father of 12 children. The UNRWA teacher, uh, Mr. Abu Fre, praises the terrorist actions, which he deems more impressive given that the terrorist is young. He says, quote, Omar Abu Layla, the terrorist, was greater than the Arab generals more powerful than armies and airborne missiles. He was just a child, but he was bigger than a galaxy. The UNRWA teacher adds, quote, the only path for our bullets is Palestine. So one person after another in our report is supporting terrorism, conspiracy theories, anti-Semitism. These are the people that are going before UNRWA students. These are the people that we're paying for.
0: As you were speaking, you you talked about these, poisoned minds, uh, in in your words, that are created by these these teachers and other employees who are there. And and you cited a number of really interesting examples that are very obvious and and problematic. I just wanted to ask, so we can get an understanding of the scope of the problem here, if that is the case, is it then the line of thinking that the educational system at UNRWA that, that perpetuates anti-Semitism thereby perpetuates the conflict and is raising entire generations of people to believe entirely misguided and anti-Semitic views and is, is, that, is that a fair conclusion to draw or would you describe these as more isolated incidents?
1: No, I, I think it really it's, it's systemic. We've, we've been writing about this now for about six years and our report has, has really two elements. You know, part of it is some new cases. We have about 22 new cases of incitement that we document by various UNRWA teachers and other staff. But then we also have something very important, which is Annex A of the report, um, is a list. Annex A, which is on page 49 of our new report, which is available on our website at unwatch.org. People can click and read the whole PDF. If you go to page 49, you see something called a quote, list of UNRWA school teachers, principals, and other staff identified by UN watch for inciting anti-Semitism or supporting terrorism. And we list going from starting from 2021 back to 2019, 2017, 2015, you know, this year I mentioned people we have someone named um, Mudalala Luz, an UNRWA school principal in Gaza, who has been teaching children to destroy Israel. That's someone actually from two years ago. Uh, This year we mentioned uh, we list Awed Abdallah, an UNRWA school principal in Syria. This person erases Israel from the map. You go back two years, 2017, you have Majid Mohammed, an UNRWA employee in Syria, who on social media publicly uh, shares admiration for Adolf Hitler, incites terrorism, someone we identified in 2019. You go back in 2017, you have uh, Mohammed al-Sayed, an UNRWA assistant head teacher in Lebanon, this person celebrates terrorism on their public social media. And you know, case after case. And what we do is we list more than a hundred cases of individuals, perpetrators, whom we identified in the past and about whom UNRWA is well aware. Our reports have been publicized in Swiss newspapers, in the Wall Street Journal, in BILD, the largest German publication. UNRWA has issued press releases saying they're working on it. They are well aware of these cases, and yet we've never heard, David, never heard one case of any of these individuals uh, being disciplined, being fired. And what we make the case in our our, uh, report is that in other countries, when a school teacher is found to have admired Hitler or supported racism, they are fired because there's zero tolerance in many school systems for racist teachers. You know, in in America today, in other countries, you can get canceled for making the slightest offensive remark. And yet here uh, UNRWA, you know, the United Nations, which is also in its own way, a politically correct institution, and yet you have teachers who didn't make, you know, a mildly offensive statement. They're literally praising Hitler. They're literally endorsing terrorism and violence against Jews and Israelis. And yet UNRWA, you know, we have this list, more than a hundred names. We have links to um, our prior reports, identifying them. No action that we're aware of has been taken. On the contrary, UNRWA says they're looking into it or they start attacking us. That's been their typical response. So. Uh, indeed, you asked whether it's you know a few cases. No, we think it's, it's, it's systemic. When you have more than 100 cases, and these are only the cases that we identified because the individual put on their Facebook page that they work for UNRWA, but there's 30,000 staff at UNRWA. And based on the, the, the limited findings that we saw, our best estimates is that the people who are inciting to anti-Semitism, violence, terrorism, may go well more into hundreds, if not thousands of the larger UNRWA staff.
0: So I think that was a very compelling case that the, that the situation and, and the issue is, is quite broad. And again, I'm
1: sorry to interrupt. It's, it, what, what, what we also show I think is that it's not just the individuals, but now the agency itself is complicit. Once the organization is informed, well-informed, documented, screenshots, links about these cases and about how it is systemic, the moment that you realize that they're not taking action, they become complicit. And so, indeed, it's not just a case of a few bad apples. It's not a case of individuals. It's the agency itself systematically employing these kinds of people. And there are other people. You know, in, in Gaza, there's a guy named Rami Aman. He's a uh, advocate for peace in Gaza. Hamas threw him in prison. And there are people like Rami Aman. They should be teachers. So there are other people who could be the teachers, but they're not choosing those people.
0: You talk about complicity in hiring and protecting these people when concerns are, are raised. And given that information. The natural next question that I have would be, well, then how are they funded and who is funding them? And why are countries continuing to provide financial assistance without ensuring that these changes are, are made and that these teachers are removed?
1: Great question. Look, the, the bizarre thing about UNRWA is that UNRWA is being funded by the leading democracies of the world. In the past year, in 2020, Germany gave over $200 million. Indeed, it's $210 million to UNRWA. Are the German people aware that UNRWA systematically employs hundreds, we've only identified 113 in this list, but clearly it's many more who are out there, uh, of teachers who are not educating for human rights and uh, democracy, but who, because you know, their students follow them. It's true, our report doesn't show you what happens in the classroom. So, but, but our, these students follow the teachers. We have many cases where we saw a teacher praising Hitler or terrorism and students on Facebook saying, oh wise teacher, you know, we, we salute your, your important words. And we saw that routinely. That's on social media itself. And it's, it stands to reason that those teachers when they're before the classroom are also promoting hate and racism and anti-Semitism. So Germany is giving UNRWA $210 million last year in 2020. European Union, so in addition, in addition to individual countries, the European Commission sending $157 million to UNRWA. The UK, $64 million last year. Sweden, 60 million. Japan, 33 million. Switzerland, $29 million. Um, Switzerland and a few other countries froze funds to UNRWA because of management issues, corruption, abuse, scandal last year with the former commissioner general, Pierre Krahenbull and other top management, but they unfroze the money afterwards without addressing the issue of incitement. And Switzerland's former foreign minister um, had raised this in parliament, but you know, where's the follow-up? Norway, $28 million, Canada, $24 million. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau spoke about how they're gonna hold UNRWA to account, gonna give them money to encourage their work on neutrality. You know We've now published, and I sent a tweet to Prime Minister Trudeau, we've sent, you know, documented over hundred names. Why are these people still teaching? What is Canada gonna to do to see that these people are fired? France, $23 million, Netherlands, 22 million, Italy, 18 million, Denmark, 16 million, Spain, 14 million, Australia, $16 million. So major funding by leading democracies to UNRWA. The United States for the past number of years did not fund UNRWA, but the Biden administration decided that it would. They've now given, uh, the estimate is $318 million to UNRWA. Now, the U.S. has promised that they will hold UNRWA to account, and I have with me various promises that were made by Secretary of State Blinken and others. When the State Department, the Biden administration came before the Congress, they said that that they're now going to demand that UNRWA acts promptly, I'm quoting, to address any staff violations of neutrality and impartiality, neutrality and impartiality. If you support Hamas terrorists, you're not neutral, you're not impartial, you're supporting terrorism. Secretary of State Blinken appeared before the Senate on June 8th and he said the U.S. is, quote, determined that UNRWA pursue very necessary reforms in terms of some of the abuses of the system that have taken place in the past. And he particularly cited anti-Semitic or anti-Israel information in education. Well, that's exactly what we're reporting. It's exactly what we're documenting. Is Secretary of State Blinken gonna follow up on dissemination of anti-Semitic and anti-Israel information in education? According to a senior State Department official quoted in the Times of Israel on April 7th, he said, quote, UNRWA has made clear their rock solid commitment to the United States on the issues of transparency, accountability, and neutrality in all its operations, adding, quote, what neutrality means in the context of the UN is zero tolerance for racism, discrimination, and anti-Semitism. If there's zero tolerance, that means you fire teachers who support racism and terrorism and anti-Semitism. That's what any other school system would do. That's what UNRWA needs to show. We have the names annex A on page 49 of our report. Finally, The U.S. signed with UNRWA an official framework for cooperation on the 14th of July um, last month, 2021, which says the agency condemns incitement to violence and terrorism, affirms that UNRWA and staff, quote, cannot take sides in hostilities or engage in controversies of a political, racial, or religious or ideological nature. And they promise clear consistent prompt administrative action for staff violations of UNRWA's neutrality framework. David, what we have identified in this report are the most extreme cases of UNRWA staff taking sides in hostilities. They're supporting Hamas. They're engaging in controversies of a racial nature. They're supporting Hitler. They're supporting, they're propagating antisemitic conspiracy theories. They are violating the cooperation agreement, word for word, letter and spirit of the framework co- for cooperation that UNRWA signed in giving solemn promises to the US to receive these hundreds of millions of dollars. They promised clear, consistent, and prompt action for violations of UNRWA's neutrality framework. We've documented the violations. We have chapter and verse, we have links, we have screenshots. The question is now to the United States, to Secretary of State Blinken, President Biden. You're giving hundreds of millions of dollars of UNRWA to UNRWA, you promised that they would take action. Are these teachers gonna be fired or not? That's what we're asking.
0: And on that subject of international funding and as well, the policy that UNRWA reports to adhere to, which would be this rock-solid commitment to neutrality and zero-tolerance policy against racism. Is there any indication that there have been tangible steps taken by these Western democracies that are funding UNRWA to leverage their funds in order to call for this change? Or from the other end, is there any actual action shown by UNRWA to discipline any teachers when these cases
1: are raised. First, let's start with O'Neill. We're not aware of any action that's been taken. Here's our list. We've published it. We've published the names before. The natural thing, you know, if this were in the UK or in Canada or in the US, if a teacher in the Brooklyn school system or in the Chicago school system or the Miami school system or Los Angeles uh, or Seattle was promoting racism against Black people or hateful attitudes towards gays or anti-Semitism against Jews, you would expect the school principal very quickly would say, you know, teacher you identified, Mr. John Smith, whatever it is, you know, the teacher you identified as promoting racism, clear-cut extreme case, like as we've identified, or supporting terrorism or violence, they would have a press release and say, that person has been fired. And you would, you would get that probably within 24 hours. Maybe you get it within a month or two if there's a union and if there's a whole investigation. Rather quickly, the, the school system would only be too keen to publicly say they've been fired. UNRWA has never done that for any of these individuals. Whether there's been any private disciplinary measure, whether there's been a slap on a wrist, we don't know about it. We want to know about it. So from UNRWA, nothing. From member states, we get promises. Canada says they have a whole system. Maybe they do. This needs to be public because the anti-Semitic, pro-terrorism Facebook posts were public. And, And so that's where UNRWA stands as far as the public is concerned. And we need UNRWA and our governments who are funding this to show publicly that these people have been disciplined, have been fired. Otherwise, you know, what kind of message is the United Nations sending about terrorism, violence, and anti-Semitism?
0: Thank you for the answer. And I guess based on that, when we uh, look at the release, which happened earlier this week of UN Watch's report, we see that there has been a fair amount of international attention. How has the report been received? How has UNRWA responded to the report? If it has, how have governments that may be funding UNRWA responded, or have they? And do you anticipate that this report will make some change or action?
1: We hope it will. I think uh, we all need to do our utmost to fight racism, discrimination, xenophobia, and anti-Semitism wherever we can, And, and to have a school system where you have, you know, a minimum 113 and probably hundreds more teachers, school principals, other staff, supporting, propagating the worst kinds of racism, anti-Semitism, support for violence. It's horrific. And we all need to do as much as we can uh, to stop it. And I'm, I'm pleased that in, certainly in Israel, it got major coverage, it was picked up, the story was picked up, our report in Ma'ariv, in uh, Channel 12 News, in Ynet News, Israel Hayom, and many other, uh, agencies, and it was covered also uh, internationally by several newspapers and news outlets. It was endorsed by B'nai B'rith, by the Anti-Defamation League, and other major groups that are fighting anti-Semitism and uh, anti-Israeli discrimination. Um, the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations, to the United States, has formally called on the United Nations Secretary General, the Commissioner General, Philippe Lazarini of UNRWA to fire all of the uh, perpetrators of racism and and incitement to terrorism identified in our report. So that was a quite a strong and swift reaction. The leader of the opposition of Canada, Aaron O'Toole, has called on the Canadian government to uh, demand action for UNRWA also to fire these people. Uh, some other lawmakers around the world have endorsed it. It's been translated in Spanish and Dutch, uh, in French and other languages. So there is a, a broad coverage. What we're asking for now is for lawmakers Um, to demand from their governments that they seek accountability. If governments press UNRWA to fire the teachers, that could make a difference. It could make a very serious difference. If citizens, people listening to the show, want to make a difference, I invite them to go on our website, UNWatch.org. You'll see our report listed prominently. Drop it into social media, send a tweet to your foreign minister, to your member of parliament, and ask why is our country funding UNRWA without demanding that these people be fired. So what I want is for individual citizens to pressure their elected representatives, their members of parliament, members of senate, their foreign ministers, their prime ministers, their presidents, and to find out what their government is doing to demand that UNRWA finally discipline and indeed fire anyone who supports terrorism, racism, anti-Semitism. We need to see, as the UN promised, zero tolerance.
0: And bouncing off of that to sort of bring this conversation full circle, I wanted to ask about the ultimate end goal. So you mentioned this very short to medium term effort to pressure governments to demand accountability uh, for these teachers and employees at UNRWA. Is that in itself going to be sufficient or do you believe that as we continue working on these issues that UNRWA will ultimately need a more fundamental reform as you sort of alluded to in the beginning when you were talking about the Palestinian refugee issue more broadly?
1: You're identifying a very significant issue. You know, uh, to be honest, our report really just touches the tip of the iceberg, um, which is uh, an agency that's supposed to you know, bring humanitarian values into the region and is doing the opposite. And we have one example of how that happens, which is you know, through incitement by the teachers. Um, and it's very significant because really, if you poison the minds of the next generation, you're gonna have more terrorism, more hatred, and we need the opposite. So there's the issue of education. But beyond is, as as you uh, alluded to, is the very question of the agency itself. What is the raison d'etre? What is the purpose of the agency? It seems to many uh, that the agency perpetuates the problem rather than that is not the solution, as the Swiss foreign minister Ignacio Cassis has said, UNRWA is not part of the solution, it's part of the problem. You know, other UN agencies like the UN Refugee Agency, UNHCR, um, it settles refugees. UNRWA, the, the opposite. The refugees increase. They, they are against settlement of refugees in other countries. They only want to send refugees back to Israel. They want to perpetuate the conflict. You have refugees who are sitting in Gaza, which is Palestine. They're sitting in the West Bank, which is Palestine. Uh, if they're refugees, refugees from where? Well, from Israel. So does that mean that there should be no Israel because... 6 million so-called refugees will take over Israel. The very very existence of UNRWA is is a serious question. This does not mean that I'm opposed or that you and WATCH is opposed to helping Palestinians in need. Absolutely not the case. We support helping Palestinians, whether they live in Jordan or Gaza or the West Bank or Lebanon or Syria, they should be helped. But they can be helped, uh, uh, people of Jordanian descent, Jordanian citizens of, of Palestinian descent living in Jordan can receive money from the Jordanian government. It, international aid can come in many different ways. There's no reason that it should come in the vehicle of an agency that often engages in political advocacy that uh, effectively seeks to erase Israel off the map. UNRWA has always had a political agenda. It's why the Arab and Islamic States kept it going. It's meant to perpetuate the grievance. It's not trying to solve the problem. It was used as a way to, to promote a grievance, to distract. attention of large populations in Egypt and Syria whose governments were failing them, and they said it's all because of the Palestinian conflict, and look at the poor Palestinian refugees, this is the sin of Israel. So UNRWA is not seeking to solve the problem, they're seeking to perpetuate the problem. I recommend The War of Return by Dr. Anat Wilf, excellent book, uh, which really explains the core problem of UNRWA. Our report does not go to the core problem of UNRWA, we just talk at the tip of the iceberg, but if we can at least address that That will be progress, but if we want to go to the core issues, there are serious questions on why UNRWA as an agency exists at all. There is a UN refugee agency for all refugees around the world. It could easily deal with those who rightly qualify as refugees, the Palestinians are not better or worse or different than any other um, population. So they should be treated regularly. It shouldn't be singled out by a certain particular agency with a political agenda. So I think those those are some of the larger issues that our report uh, does not really address, but are all, I would say, of a piece.
0: And before we go, is there anything else you wanted to mention?
1: Uh, No, just once again, uh, folks who are interested can find our report at UNWatch.org. They can sign up to our website to receive the latest updates on what we're doing and how they can take action. And we will not give up. We will continue to hold UNRWA to account and to demand that they do as they say, they live up to their promise, which is to truly live up to the UN values of human rights and mutual respect. And that means if you have teachers who support the Nazis, who support anti-Semitism, they need to be met with zero tolerance reaction. It means they need to be fired. There's no other way.
0: And with that, thank you for this conversation. Hello, it's been fascinating. And thank you for joining us on the Uncharted podcast today.
1: It's my pleasure to be on the podcast. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. I want to thank all of our supporters for allowing us to continue doing our important work holding the UN to account and promoting human rights for all.
0: Great. Thank you to our listeners and we will see you for the next episode of Uncharted.